Welcome back after halftime. Uh, for the third quarter of a funky Friday, we are building up here to tomorrow's game day for Illinois football. The Wyoming Cowboys uh, may uh, already be in town. Haven't checked the old flight away. I think it's pretty close. Yeah. So if uh, you, anyone want to get the uh, specs out and watch for anybody landing at Willard Airport, the Cowboys are coming. The Pokes are coming to town. For Illinois' opener tomorrow, high school football starts tonight. We have some fun for you here in our number two. Matt Daniels is checking in from the News Gazette, and so will Bob Osmussen for the world according to Bob. And coming up, we're going to play a game, a trivia game. If you uh, want to be a contestant, be ready to call in 217-356-9397. Also, you can weigh in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Brian Barnhart was in for the notebook last hour. Mikey Dudak from the Illini Alumni Football Players Association. I just made that up. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he joined us as well. By the way, now kind of going more by Mike but willing to be addressed as Mikey. I think that's yes. kind of part of his brand here. So right. I don't know how to, you know, what to do about that because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's 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 Mike now in his professional circles. But you're Mikey here. It's kind of but completely different from when Andy tries to go by Drew when he comes back after anger management. It's like, <laughs> no, Andy. But, no, we, we respect it, and, and we appreciate Mike coming on and, and chatting with us. And sounds like he, he's kind of in the same boat as, as the rest of us, which makes sense because nobody gets to watch practice. But we're interested to just see how the passing game gets involved. New offensive coordinator, knowing the shortfalls that Illinois' offense has had uh, the last couple of years, when they can't pass the ball. Um, a, lot of, a lot of new opportunities beginning tomorrow at, at Memorial Stadium. White Sox baseball tonight, 6.30 pregame. Connor McKnight and Darren Jackson are on the call for the uh, White Sox in Arizona. Cubs are in Milwaukee for a 7-10 first pitch. Justin Steele there. And the Cardinals are hosting the Braves for a big series at Bush Stadium. And tonight it's Jose Quintana going against Spencer Strider. I don't want to uh, let this get away too far because... Uh, goodness knows when we get to this time of year, we don't get enough time to talk about baseball. Uh, 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 Julio Rodriguez. Yes, About to you. get paid. Uh, kind of. Well, Keep going. Okay, yeah, then I'm curious your take, because here's my question. He's obviously having a tremendous season, and 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 are, are the Mariners gambling here no. either way? No, I think Julio Rodriguez is gambling in the wrong way in that uh, – it's just it's tough to see the these young players sign these contracts when you know how much money they can make in the open market and, and it, it still comes back to they didn't fix the system enough that was already broken in the last CBA. You've got a, a guy fastest ever to 2020, 107 games to get to 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. No rookie has ever done that, and, and he's going to sign this extension that's going to pay him way better over the next four years than he would have been paid, which I can understand. But when it starts getting into those free agency years, you're looking at 
Juan Soto is going to make more in his 30s than Julio Rodriguez could possibly make over the lifetime of this contract. Ronald Acuna came up, did the same kind of thing, and he's like the 100th highest paid player in Major League Baseball. I don't know where the Players Association is at with this kind of thing because Julio Rodriguez could very well be the best player in baseball five years from now, and he's going to be making $15 million. You pay your mid-rotation guys more than that. So I'm glad he's getting paid. I'm glad he's getting his money. But the escalators are tied to votes from baseball writers who have vendettas and who don't necessarily vote along those lines. So he's putting his fate kind of in the hands of not him, which is a, a, a little risky. I'm glad, like I said, he's going to be getting you know millions of dollars over the next few years, whereas he would have been making six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. Still, it's I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a, a good look for the PA. I, I think they continue to take advantage of international players who come up and make an impact really early. Um, and I know that GMs have to manipulate their, their payroll and whatever to, to pay everybody, but I, I think he's leaving money on the table years down the road from now. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it is really interesting. And he does look like another very special talent. Yeah. My question was, could he, um, could this be like a huge breakout that doesn't pan out? Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, there's a, you know, you have the kind of season you do. You got to, uh, you know, if you're the, the ball club, you're rushing to like, how can we lock him up? How can we make the, how can we capitalize on this? So we got to pay him and he should be paid because he's, um, but there's always this rush. Like I, I have to go all in now, if they don't and somebody else gets him, mm -hmm. you miss. Yeah. But it's that it, it, it is a I, I think I, I, I'm really appreciative of your perspective because obviously look we're, we're we're talking about money's money with a lot more zeros than most of us make, but but most people want to be paid what they're worth and right. how you match up in the in, in the marketplace. So uh, a texture says Rodriguez could also tear up his leg and never see that contract. Which in five years. which is yes, which is the the gamble that the Mariners are, are taking as well, which which you're getting at, and that that is very true. But I, when when you're the fastest ever to 2020, something tells me that's not a fluke, and very very few. Baseball players that aren't pitchers have season-ending injuries, right? Think about it. Tony Rizzo's had this back problem for like six years, and he's still been an all-star half the time. Like, there's just very few guys who completely burn out. Yeah, fair point. Football tomorrow. Again, we will be on the air at 1 p.m. from Grange Grove. If you don't have a ticket to the game, you can still come see us in Grange Grove and say hello and take in the pregame show and as well as the rest of the festivities. 3 o'clock kickoff. Brian and Martin back for another season. Steve Kelly on the network side of the pregame coverage and postgame coverage as well. And then we're back here in studio tomorrow evening for the Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Calls and texts are welcome and uh, we will uh, be covering up Illinois Volleyball tomorrow, so you'll find them at FightingIllini.com only for their season opener against Georgia Tech. The Illini ranked uh, number 17 in the nation, and uh, Georgia Tech is ranked number 9. And then Sunday's match will be against the Ole Miss Rebels, and that will be on our airwaves here on DWS. We also have 
White Sox baseball tonight. But that'll be the only see, uh, game of the series that we'll get on the air this weekend because of our Illini commitments, which is is just fine. We're appreciative of the White Sox being accommodating as well. Matt Daniels is coming up, as well as Bob Osmussen. But we have a new game to play. Oh, Thanks to the Esquire, who has some... Uh, uh, Gave us some uh, gift cards here to give out. So I'm calling this two out of three. If you want to come on the air, we're going to give you three questions. If you can get at least two out of three, you'll win some cash to spend at the Esquire. So we'll take the third caller when we come back. The third caller when we come back to play two out of three with us. And uh, if you'd like to play, just call 217-356-9397, and then Matt Daniels is in as well. Again, if you want to play with us and win some cash to spend at the Esquire, 217-356-9397. Let's have some fun on a Friday. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. Oh, no, I forgot to swip, swap songs. It's okay. Oh, this is Bob. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. That's yeah. all right. It's Bob's next next segment. I can't remember what I got next, but I think it's a good one. Okay. Welcome back to Sports Talk. Matt Daniels is coming up. But we're having a little Friday fun and a new little new little game we are calling Two Out of Three. Now don't be sad. So here's the deal. I've got three questions ready to go and if you we have a contestant lined up if you uh can answer two out of the three questions correctly because we you know i'm th- in the spirit of baseball mm-hmm. we like two out of three you know yeah. let's win the series uh if you can win two out of three i'm going to give you 10 bucks to go to the esquire if you can sweep the series of questions then i'll give you 20 dollars. double or nothing if you only get one question correct, uh, you can say you got a question correct. All right, and get a pat on the back. If you get no questions correct, we still love you. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Here we'll it try is. Again. All right. So uh, we have our contestant is Troy. We have Troy on the line. Hey, Troy. Hello, Scott. Hey, thanks for playing. All right. So does this make sense to you? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. Are you ready for? You got to get two out of three to win. Uh, so are okay. you are you ready for question number one? Yes. Here we go. This week, Illinois football head coach Brett Bielma named who to be his starting quarterback? Oh, gosh. Uh, the new one. Um, new Jersey. If you, yeah. if you pick a quarterback from New Jersey, it's a 50-50. Right. I'm trying to think of the new guy's name. Yeah, he's got a... I can get this. Just give me a second. How about... Oh. Tommy DeVito. Just in the nick of time. (laughs) Just in the nick of time. All right. One for one. One for one. All right. Ready? Question number two. If you can get this, you clinch the series. What football team could extend its NFL record streak... That's already at 22 consecutive preseason games with a victory. They could do make it 23 on oh. Saturday. They've won 22 straight They've preseason won games? won 22 straight preseason wow. games, which is entirely meaningless, but that's what they have done. Yeah. 
Wow. Hmm. This will be a guess. I'll go Dallas Cowboy. It's actually the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm. All right. All right. So rubber game here. Here we go. This is for this is for the uh, at least ten dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. One week ago, former Illini baseball player Michael Massey hit his first major league home run. What team did he hit it with? Kansas City Royals. You've got two out of three, Troy. Congratulations. You're a winner on our inaugural two out of three uh, segment here. So we really appreciate it. Hang on the line, and Ed's going to make sure he's got your info so you can come uh, pick up your reward. Get you some beer money. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you for playing. Two out of three. I, I never even knew about this song until Joe Madden came around. And I got to be honest, this is still the first time I've actually heard this song. And I I don't know how people listen to music in the 80s. What a weird time, yo. What a weird time. But it's okay. It's okay. It gave us a, a great line, a great idea for a game. And, and I thought we were getting blessed with Lauren Tate in the studio. But no, it's Matt Daniels is here with his phone on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought you were wearing like a Led Zeppelin shirt when you walked in, and I would have been really psyched. But Cincinnati oh, Bearcats is, is okay. My, oh, very close. It's my Friday night week one high school football attire. So. Yeah. You just put on the pajamas <laughs> so you could, you're going to be P- here all night. P- PJ Day at the News Gazette. <laughs> um, we're going to check in, I think, with uh, Joey and Colin here in a, in a second, Matt. But welcome to the program. And uh, I, you. Do you think that uh, little two out of three game that holds your interest? Yeah, I only scrolled through Twitter for about half of the trivia questions. Well, you, you knew me. it all. I can't. I couldn't possibly. The you Raven. Would... The Ravens one was a little. If you, if you don't, if you don't follow, one. you know, NFL preseason football in August, that could be a little dicey there. <laughs> Did you know and that? I know most people do. Uh, obviously. It's well, huge. if you watch ESPN, you, you can't avoid it. That is true. You, yes, that is one hundred percent true. Preseason football is very important if you watch ESPN. <laughs> Uh, are you ready? Are you psyched for uh, uh, high school football to start? Yeah, no, we're uh, we're ready. We're fired up. Probably not as fired up as some of the coaches and players in the area, but that's <laughs> their job to do so. And uh, yeah, it's uh, crazy to think that it is it is here. T minus ninety five minutes or so until the, the first area kickoff on a Friday night. Granted, we had two Thursday night games in our coverage area last night. We've got I think four or five on on Saturday as well, but. Uh, yeah, the Cola Wars are about to go down in Tuscola for bragging rights in, in Douglas County. No love lost between those two <laughs> longtime rivals. And uh, Muhammad Seymour's going to start their much-anticipated season at home at Frank Dutton Field uh, against Morton tonight. Uh, Centennial and Champaign Central are on the road uh, for some Week 1 games. Centennial is to make the long trip to D. Brown's alma mater at Proviso wow. East. Uh, scheduling glitch because they're supposed to play Urbana shorter trip but uh, the tigers don't aren't playing a varsity schedule this year we're going jv only and champion central makes the trip on i-74 to play a, a really quality normal west team so uh yeah it's it's here it's rocking and rolling it's crazy congratulations on a herculean effort for the high school football preview section that oh, came thank out thank you all, all kudos for that go to colin Likas for writing oodles and thousands <laughs> of words i think we figured it out and we didn't count word by word but 
We estimated he wrote more than 27,000 words wow. that uh, filled Thursday's 22-page high school special yeah, section profile in 34 areas. I know he did all that work, but he's, it still would not have happened if you weren't there to say, go do all that work. Pretty much, yes. I, uh, I'm i the taskmaster, uh, so that, uh, that all came to fruition. But no, it was really uh, a big... Uh, uh, a big group effort uh, for the last five or six weeks. Uh, we had what I thought was a successful first event here at the News Gazette back in early August. Uh, we called it News Gazette High School Football Media Days. It turned into, I think, seven days of uh, 34 area teams and their coaches and players stopping by. So we had more than 100 coaches and, and football players stop by our offices here and Really, just kind of give the the breakdown on on their teams and more importantly their communities too, because that's the the cool thing I think about high school football more so than I'd say any other sport at the high school ranks is that it just really kind of bonds. A, it's a community event. Uh, nowhere else do you see kind of a couple. There are gonna be probably a couple thousand people at Memorial Field in Tuscola tonight. You don't get that anywhere else, and and the buildup and anticipation to it. It's just it's a community event. You've got. The cheerleaders, you've got the band, uh, you got the dance team, you got all the young youth football players in communities as well. Um, it's really just a spectacle, and that's what we try to highlight in our uh, our special section. And I thought we pulled it off pretty well. Well, speaking of firsts, when it comes to football, high school football, it won't be the first time we've ever had high school football, of course, on our airways. But I believe the first time we've ever done it on Light Rock ninety seven five. Tonight, the debut of the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Game of the Week, and it happens to be the Cola Wars. Ohio State versus Notre Dame, <laughs> nothing compared to this to open up the season. Joey Wright and Colin Likas will be on the call. I believe this is Colin's radio debut as an analyst. Uh, Joey I was asking him if he had catchphrases earlier today at all. And <laughs> he said he had, does not. I don't believe so, but he, he was thinking of some. Slam a lamb a ding dong. Slam a lamb a ding dong. <laughs> there we go. I uh, think he said double whammy was what he was going to go with. I, I think we have the booth ready down there in Tuscola. Joey, you with us? I got you guys. How are you doing? Hey, nice. How is the palatial press box in Tuscola? Sounds like a press box. It, it is nice. It, we've got the whole lower level to ourselves. It's a it's a two level press box, and they'll have the clock operators and their spotters and everyone upstairs. But I think it'll just be me and Colin Lankus and, and maybe Robin Schulz if she wants to stop by uh, up here. Um, it is nice. We got a lot of space. Well, congratulations uh, on debuting this. I'm going to be with you for a few games this year, but you and Colin will get this thing going. And what uh, stands out to you about this year's Color Wars? Well, it's, it's the kind of matchup, Scott, where you can throw the records out the window. Of course, we don't need to do that because it's the first game of the season, obviously. But Arcola looking for its first win in this series since 1997. They haven't played every year, of course. Uh, so 14 straight wins for Tuscola. They're looking for win number 15 in a row. And, and I, I don't hate Arcola's chances. They have a tremendously talented athlete in sophomore quarterback Tanner Thomas. He'll be making his debut at quarterback tonight. Um, but nine and three last year were the Purple Riders. Arcola four and three. They they had some COVID struggles in there, and and they've got a chip on their shoulder uh, entering the 2020 season. But uh, it should be a, a hard fought battle. Good measuring stick for both these teams uh, from communities that love to hate each other. <laughs> Joey, you uh, you made your debut in our, our weekly pick'em section that we run uh, every Thursday in the News Gazette, and in that you picked Arcola. I'm just wondering if you, A, heard any blowback so far from any Tuscola folks about that, and, and B, if you're worried at all for your safety tonight. 
you know, we got here and I went straight to the press box. I was, <laughs> I was trying to steer clear of the crowds. Bartman did. If you see a big yeah, crowd with just... brooms, look out. Exactly. No, I uh, I got up here and uh, you know as quick as I could. There are a good number of people here already. As I as I look down to our right, the entrance is mm-hmm. starting to get a little crowded. They've got a big Tuscola Ford sponsored tent down there. Grills are going, so people are. Starting to arrive. Luckily, when Colin and I got here, though, it was it was pretty minimal. Just the, the first couple fans were starting to file. Are you going to try a pork chop on a stick tonight? I think I have to, okay. right? You know, gotta, yeah. I, I got to get a pork chop sandwich or a pork chop you know, variant, whatever they've got everywhere I go this year. I think better that's going to be my goal. Better on a broomstick. <laughs> that's you're right. Not, you're not giving up that, that theme, are you? No. Okay. It's what you think of. <laughs> what do you think of our cola? Joey, just what? <laughs> You'll have to explain it, man. Yeah, Scott. I, Scott, I Scott like, yeah. has Scott has baffled F and, and Joey. Our, our cola is known for the Broomcorn Festival, oh. so that's where that's where Scott is is going with his and Raggedy and and really good football too. I mean, you've got uh, a small school rivalry in, in Tuscola, Arcola, the the three and the, the third and fourth most victories of any high school program in the state of Illinois are, are down playing tonight. Tuscola number three, Arcola number four. Uh, Joey, just what do you, uh, what you, what's kind of the the mindset of both coaching staffs? Obviously, it's week one. A lot of jerves, a lot of nerves, a lot of jitters. As I a lot can't. of jerves, yeah, too. exactly that Let's too. Them. As yeah, well. there you go. yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> what's I'm the feeling? Jervis, hey, it's, it's Funky Friday, guys. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it spreads. <laughs> what's the? What do you think the mindset of, of both teams is? Is obviously only one can could come out with a win tonight, but the season isn't defined by what happens uh, tonight at all down in Tuscola. Absolutely not. And I think this is this is exactly the kind of matchup I would want if I was Andy Romine or Nick Lindsay, our head coaches tonight. Because week one, you know, it's, it's a non-conference game, first of all, so you don't have to worry about conference standings. You're going to have a crowd of a couple thousand people out here tonight in all likelihood. Um, it means a lot. You know, this game will be – talked about you want to win obviously you want to beat your rival but there's not a a, a whole lot at stake from a conference perspective and uh, week one you know you can kind of see what you have and it's a good opportunity to kind of get those jitters out as you talk about in front of so many people you know you're you're not playing in an empty field by any means to open the season so you're going to get some experience early on and what it's like to play in a big game and uh, these two programs playoff ambitions uh, they they make it regularly as you said a minute ago Matt I mean these teams know how to win so Good opportunity to kind of get that playoff atmosphere right out of the gates in week one and kind of prepare you for tough slates this season, Arcola in the Lincoln Prairie Conference and Tuscola, obviously, in the Central Illinois Conference. Joey, uh, we wish you well in the first broadcast of the season, and uh, hopefully uh, Colin's not too Jervis to be on the microphone. <laughs> I know he's he's good at hosting uh, radio shows, but... You know, color analyst—that—that's a new thing for him. I hope you—I hope you stumble over some words, Scott Beatty. Now, so <laughs> Colin, by the way, just just got back up here. He was trying to find a place to hang our banner, and he finally found one. Uh, the windows here in the press box don't open; the side ones do. But we had to get a little creative. I think he put it right by the entrance. So Colin's going to need to be uh, making some sound effects for crowd noise. Just go get a pork chop on a stick, Joey. I need to, and make sure the game doesn't now. go to overtime too, please. That's right. That uh, that would help you out. Yes, it yeah. would immensely. <laughs> <laughs> Matt wants a running clock. No, right. not a running clock. Just competitive game ends by nine fifteen, nine thirty. That'd be fine. All right. Find it on our sister station, Light Rock ninety seven five. Thanks much. Hey, there's also college football this weekend, Matt. In case you didn't know. What? Uh, so what's what's on tap for the 
spread of coverage. You yeah, want. we got two pages inside on uh, Illinois, Wyoming uh, coming up in, in Saturday's paper. Uh, Bob Osmussen had a, a one-on-one interview with Brett Bielema that uh, he can fill you in here in a sh- little while. Uh, Scott Ritchie got some keys to the game. I uh, got a little short Q&A with Barry Lenny Jr. I uh, got some staff picks which are not fully filled out yet, so we got to do that here before the next couple hours. Uh, I'm going Illinois. I said that on this week's episode of Inside Atlanta Football. I think I had 31-17, I want to say. Was that a podcast, though, before you knew Tommy DeVito was going to be the starting quarterback? Uh, no, it was a podcast. It was, we recorded, actually, like an hour after Brett Bielema, I know. Uh, and then made that decision. And on that podcast, too, you can find me, Homer Daniels, because I've got Illinois going 7-5 and five this year and making a bowl game. So... Mm-hmm. There you go. Is that up from, weren't you six at six and six no, before? seven and five. I put in the paper like a month ago just as kind of like a throwaway, throw in thing at the end. There's a know. CBS guy that has Illinois second in the West. Pitch hey, why not? Finish second in the West. As Bob told me a decade ago when I first started covering the Atlanta, they could go anywhere from nine and three to two and ten every year. You just never know. You never and know I, what's going to happen. Bob and I think alike. I'm just looking forward to the anguish screen. The anguished, uh, Screams of either pain or delight coming from Evan late sat- Saturday afternoon. Yeah, f- week one, week zero football doesn't quite get me going like okay. maybe when your Panthers come to the State Farm Center and if things hey, go a little sideways, right. you, you might hear a little something November out of November 7th. There you go. But but if things go as they should, I'll probably be checking out a, about the third quarter, just kind of hoping for some kind of long play so we can mark the highlights. Speaking of basketball, I just hope we get a Big Ten basketball schedule sometime Next soon. week. Next week. No, we we kind of talked about it. It okay. makes sense. That's so what we'll, I've heard. We're, okay. We'll probably think Tuesday, not def- Wednesday. Not officially, but I think. All right. I mean, you know, the season starts in like two months. I mean, why would they need to know who they're playing? Or yeah. why why would they want to I think last year know? they timed it with week one, yeah. if I recall. Oh, I think wow. they want the schedule drop with right into all the Big Ten. Yeah, let's just bury it. I was, I was let's, thinking let's like, bury it among college football. Yeah, why not three weeks ago when absolutely or, nothing or was going three on? three months ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I digress. This is this is my <laughs> hill I'm going to die on. Like mm-hmm. Bob dies on with the bye week and things mm-hmm. like that. This is mine. Release the entire schedule well you in know. advance. Well, I think it's just indicative of all the problems we have in society. So it's a good battle to fight. That's very deep thought. You just <laughs> ended this <laughs> segment on... <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) You too, my friend. Enjoy all the coverage of the high school festivities tonight and uh, Illini football this weekend and what have you at the News Gazette sports pages, IlliniHQ.com. We will come back with a world according to the aforementioned Bob Osmussen. That why you got up? Yeah. Go fix that? Oh, no. No, I... It's you a long ran out show. to take care of something. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so it's a long show. That's what I figured. Staying hydrated. I see. I see. It's Sports Talk. It's Funky Friday. And the funkiest man in the building is Bob Osmussen. He I is think in. I am the funkiest man in the building. I think that's probably true. I agree, true, and I think you should wear that as a badge of honor. I would definitely take that as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. No question. It's like kind of like how people walk by and go, Scott, you're our, the weirdest guy here. There you go. Just, that's what you want. That's yep. what you got. By the way, this is an OSF Illini Friday, and it's brought to you by OSF On-Call Urgent Care with same-day walk-in care for minor illnesses and injuries. Go to osfhealthcare.org for locations. So you ready for some football? I am. I think so. I wish the game was earlier, frankly. 11 would be better for me. 
personally. Yeah. I, I just like those. I think they're fun. But three's fine. I can sleep in. Hey, I probably won't sleep in. I have to Too get exciting. up early and watch, listen to Saturday's, Saturday Sports Line. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my 9 to 11. Normally with the walk with Murphy during the show. Mm-hmm. Listen to the show, walk the dog. He didn't like the show very much, so <laughs> he boxed everybody. But that's fine. <laughs> but that's my morning, and then we get ready to go to the game. No wonder uh, your neighbors uh, are, are at odds with you if he's disturbing everybody with his barking. Yeah, he likes to bark. Yeah, he doesn't like anybody near the house. <laughs> he's mad. You come near me near the house, he'll kill you. He's doing his job. Exactly. Um, is Matt Daniels taking a uh, a page out of the Bob As- Osmussen playbook by being optimistic about football this year for Illinois? Well, maybe, or just maybe d- just as no. I think, as I heard you guys talking about this, you don't know with this team. Mm-hmm. They could win. I think 7-5, when Matt, I heard Matt said that, and he did write in the paper earlier, earlier, maybe a month ago. That's reasonable to me. I could get, I can get to 7. I can get to 5 and get to 3 and get to 9. So it's kind of all over the board. But I think we'll know more probably tomorrow some. I think they'll win. But may, much more after Indiana. Yeah, I, they win those two games, then they have a chance to have a nice year. I, I mean, I think the ones that are really hard to say yes to would be Michigan on the road and Wisconsin on the road. And Michigan State here yep. Yep. and Iowa here. Those four, to me. I'm still not convinced Iowa is that great. I, I would tell you that you were probably incorrect. They are potentially great because their defense is so good. Yeah, they but, have, they but have two the, All-Americans. the team that wins is the one that scores the most points. Well, not always. When you play great defense like that, you're in every game. And they have two guys. We're going to do a, for Sunday a top 100 players in the country list. There are two guys from Iowa on that list, including number 12. So they got a team. they got guys. They got nobody on offense. But you got if you can st- keep you, teams down to 10, 12 points every game, you're going to be fine. I think that's tough in the Big Ten because the other team is doing the same, right? I mean, there's yeah, just nobody, there's so many good defenses. No, if, nobody plays if like, you're going If you're going yeah. three and out, I mean, I watched that team last year at home lose to a Penn State team right. that wasn't very good. They're not and it's basically the same kind of offense, right? What did, what's, how much better is Spencer Petras? Didn't they lose a, a wide receiver? They maybe did. On, so yeah. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, I imagine it's another eight and four year out of Iowa. We'll, we'll see. The knock conference is very soft. There is. There's is. They should go three now. That's a good start for them. How about Northwestern, Nebraska, and Ireland? Yes. Intrig- well, and intriguing and definitely uh, intriguing is just the location. That was supposed to be Illinois. Would have been last mm-hmm. year. I was originally way, way, way back when planning to go. Thought it'd be fun. Uh, my I'm, I'm what a quarter Irish, maybe half Irish, I'm not sure. Nobody trusts my family to tell the truth on this. But uh, I think I'm a quarter Irish. So we, we talked about going, but didn't happen, unfortunately, because of COVID. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a big game for both teams, but really a big game for Nebraska. Yeah, if Nebraska doesn't win, you know, on paper, oh. okay, you're 0-1 in the Big Ten. but They might not want to fly back to the world. If they don't win that game, the sky is falling in Lincoln. And it's been falling for four years. But it was last year after they lost to Illinois, and now we're hearing they're the best three and nine team ever. Well, they were the best three and nine team in a while. That's <laughs> no question. I saw every game, so I know that they lost a bunch of those games. So they're good. they're 
they were better than the record indicated, no question. But this year it's a different deal. Maybe the defense won't be as good. The offense will see. So uh, they have to win that game tomorrow if they want to have any kind of year. But they can. They're a 12.5-point favorite. And you guys understand that. Everyone knows you, you do, and Scott, you do too. That 12.5 points doesn't mean that's what the odds makers think they're going to win by. It means that's what they think the perfect line between winning and losing is. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't want bets on both sides. That's where it is. So 12 and a half, I think, honestly, if I was talking about the game, I'd say Nebraska's really like an eight-point favorite, not a 12 and a half. No. Seems mm-hmm. a little high. Because yeah. Illinois, I think the Illinois-Wyoming line has moved three points the other way. Right. So and that's It's now because, 10, right? Because everybody was <laughs> taking Illinois to, to cover the spread. So they're right. like, eh, we got to get some more people exactly. on Wyoming's yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. So. The, the odds makers are trying to not give away money. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's, <laughs> so that's, that's, right. that's always part of how that line gets set as opposed to what they actually think the right. score of the game will exactly be. Exactly right. So, well... I, you know, you, I, I guess you factor in the, the, the transatlantic flights and jet lag and all that other stuff, and, and just playing in a different country, you never know how that's going to impact everything. But I would think. It's kind of like a bowl game. I don't know this for sure. I would think Nebraska has huge home field advantage there. Ooh, do you see the pictures of the fans that are over there? A zillion? <laughs> There's, yes. I think uh, Sean Callahan told us they were projecting at least 10,000. Oh, I think it'll be more than that. And I think. <laughs> Those people are crazy. They always travel. It's a good time so, for burglaries in Nebraska. Well, yeah, <laughs> they'll be. They'll, I'm sure they'll be. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be messing with those people. But yeah, go on the game. That's exactly right. They traditionally always travel better than anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be there. It'll be a lot. Definitely. Bob Osmussen here for the world according to Bob. Well, if we're talking about attendance, what are you thinking the turnout's going to be for the opener over at Memorial Stadium tomorrow? Well, they. I was told by. Uh, Jason Hagemeyer, who I trust implicitly. He knows. He knows something. He knows. He's a ticket guy. He knows. <laughs> he knows the building better than anybody not named a coach on, on, on the whole of my side. 35,000, he told me. I think that number is right. Now, it's supposed to be a nice day, right? Very nice. There's nothing else going on in the area other than, you know, whatever. There's not much going on. Students are here. That could help. So it could be a deal where they get... Five, five, six thousand walk up, maybe it goes to forty one. So okay. that, that's possible. And I think the main thing here is they started winning games. They won the first three games. When they come back to the next home game, which I think will be Chattanooga, the crowd will be crowd will be bigger. Well, for Virginia. Well, and I missed no, that saying, yesterday. If they oh, win the first three, uh, oh, after they beat, Virginia. they go three and zero. The next game crowd, especially once you get in the Big Ten, will be bigger. I'm I've ho- seen it before. I'm hoping it's, it just takes two. You would think Virginia at home, big revenge game after just getting blown up on defense last year. Maybe you could get the people out. But yeah, if they're 2-0, that crowd will be bigger another than we think it. it is. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it just seems like there is an element of people are not going to be moved by whatever Illinois has tried to invite people back to the stadium. And I don't think it's COVID. No, it's not COVID. It's winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. There's nothing, literally nothing, other than giving away free tickets. That might not even work because it's not that big of a town. 
Well, and like we so. talk, like we talk about with you know the Cubs in Wrigley Field, it's way different going to a football game just to go and experience you know the stadium and all that. If you're going to Memorial Stadium in the middle of the fall or, or the beginning of winter, you want to go there and you want to see a win, and right. and people don't know if they show up if that's what they're going to see or not. Right, I think that's a big part of it. And the main thing, that place is really nice. Okay, there's no the parking is easy. Yeah. It's it's a really good building, one of the best in the Big Ten. But again, if they don't win, it doesn't matter. Start winning games, and then it won't even matter what kind of style they're playing. They, if they run the ball sixty times a game, they don't, <laughs> people won't care as long as the wins pile up. Mm-hmm. That's I'm sure of that. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah. I guess that's true. You go back to the anticipation against North Carolina in right. in what was that 2016 with right. Lovey. And and there was a huge crowd, but then oh, we got disappointed, and right. I just don't want to be came broken. Yeah. I don't want to no, be just win games, again. Win games, you'll show up. Just watch. But yeah, I I've guess I, I, I guess I, I, what you're saying is, you, you people don't want to go for an experience as no. much as they want no. to go for wins. They yeah. want to see a win. They don't care about you could do all the stuff in the stands you want. I think that's great. I think what you should do is to reward the fans that come, give them stuff to do, give them neat things. Give them cheaper concessions, do whatever you want. I think that's all great. It makes a positive experience. But if you really want fans to show up, win the games. The real real game experience is what happens on the field. Of course, of course. (laughs) But I do look forward to a day when there's 60,000 people in there and they're going nuts. Because they've seen it before. before. It's a great building. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. All right, Bob. I assume you're writing about football this weekend. I am. I got a great interview with uh, Brett Bielema uh, a week or so ago. He was. Oh, we talked about everything but football. Oh, good. Yeah, a lot of fun. I think he. I he would be a fun guy just to hang around and talk. Well, and he's good about, about things. He can talk serious or not serious. We talked about religion, politics, everything. It was great. And, you, and you're gonna print all that? Yes, of course. Cool. <laughs> Is that Why tomorrow? Wouldn't? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I, I set it up a couple of weeks ago. Got a picture of his family. Nice-looking family, so it was cool. Great. Very good. All right, we'll read that tomorrow in the News Gazette. That's called a profile, isn't it? Right, correct. See? I do those. See? I actually think I've done that with every coach that's been here since I got here in 89. I've done some version of this for the first game. So I did something with Ron Zuck and Ron Turner and all these coaches. We'll see you at the stadium tomorrow. Right. Take care, buddy. That's Bob Osmussen with The World According to Bob. We're back to close out Funky Friday in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. All right, that'll do it for this Funky Friday edition of Sports Talk. We are back tomorrow for football. Don't forget Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow morning at 9 with Lauren and Steve. Thank you to... Brian Barnhart, Mike Dudek, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Ed Bond for his help. Here we go. You made me second-guess myself, but we are set up for White Sox at 6.30. My final Econ 101 before football season starts through traffic in Champaign. Stay left. They don't put right-hand turn lanes in this town. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, good night.